What's up, everybody? You are tuned into season two of The Elks Call. My name is Scout, aka the rep from Section X. And I'm Catherine, aka Dave and Elks. And today we have a very special guest, wide receiver number 87 for the Edmonton Elks. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Gino Lewis. <laughs> Eugene, up, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing good, man. Thank y'all for having me on. I appreciate it, and I'm glad to be here. Oh, thank you so much for being on the show today. Uh, before we went live, you said that you're out in Montreal. I think we're dealing with some similar weather. Uh, what Pretty kind of snow you got out, out there? there? It's at, you know what's crazy? So I always pay attention to the weather in Edmonton also because I just want to compare it sometimes. Like, <laughs> I've seen... I've been seeing like the weather was basically pretty good out there like this whole time. Like it ain't been a lot of snow. It's like, you know, it it, it ain't really been in too many negatives from what I from what I've heard. But like, I don't know. I, I in my mind, I'm feeling like it should be colder in Edmonton right now, and I should feel a little better. <laughs> you know what? I was online today, and somebody said, "Okay, now it's time to put all your Christmas lights back on to see how it should have looked like in Christmas." <laughs> right, because Edmonton right. was dry all the month of December. <laughs> no, exactly. We uh, we had Edmi like we had Montreal weather in Edmonton yes. for once. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I. Yeah, it was crazy too. And I was I was getting my car fixed like during that time and everything. So it was just like, you know, I had to do a lot of running around, but we got it done. Up. Oh, man, that's good. That's good. Um, like, speaking of that weather, we want to make sure everybody stays safe out there, especially with Please. this beautiful, balmy minus 30 rolling in here uh, to Edmonton. So yeah. uh, plug in the cars and turn on your lights and all that. It's going to get ugly out there. Oh, exactly. And like that snow, uh, our schedule is also stacked. So uh, let's quickly go through this schedule. Uh, first up, we're going to open up with the more you didn't know with Gino Lewis. We're going to talk to Gino about his life on and off the turf. And then as well, we're going to take a little look at 2024 and uh, look forward to a good season. Um, then after that, we're going to give you an Edmonton sports update, followed by some transactions and then a very big fan forum today. Uh, that's where we talk about our hot topics surrounding the Edmonton Elks and the CFL as a whole. Uh, make sure you blow up the herd chat to ask questions and to get your comments on the show. Much like John Kirby in the herd chat right now, um, questioning my allegiance to the Packers. Um, <laughs> so Packers um, wow. the number number twelve. You know, Aaron Rodgers is a oh. good quarterback. I mean, he's looking like a uh, he's looking a little silly in the media nowadays, but uh, <laughs> but he, but he play but he plays for New York now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I don't have to like him anymore. That's uh, there you go, right? You can you can, you can go wherever you want with that one. Uh, uh, so before we get into the more you didn't know, we'd like to give a big shout out to everyone who is tuned in tonight on Shotgun Sports Network, or if you're listening in on Edmonton Sports Talk, um, if you're listening on TuneIn, uh, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Super thankful that. Uh, you guys are tuning in. Thank you. Now, we're going to kick off this season two with The More You Didn't Know, where we interview Eugene Lewis. So be sure to get your questions into the herd chat so we can get them onto the show. Let's get started. Yes. So the first question that I have, I know you say that you're in Montreal, but when you actually do come to Edmonton, how do yeah. you like it? What are, you know, what do you like about the city? 
Yeah, so I definitely say this like um Edmonton is a very so so from from just from coming from Montreal, it's it's a lot slower. But I think like at some point in your life, like it needs to be like for me, I needed that. Like I needed to I needed to slow down in life because I lived in New York before, which was which is probably the worst situation I ever did in my life. I'll never do that again. And then uh, you know, coming to Montreal, it was like it was slower than New York, but in Canada, it's it's still a faster city. Like that. <laughs> so it's like, um, I like Edmonton. Like Edmonton. Like for one, I think I think the food is solid. Um, I think I think the how they set it up, like how the Rogers Centers in, in the Ice District. I like how the Ice District is set up. Um, if you go into the South Side, like going over the bridges, like I think the the scenery is beautiful. Like the scenery scenery of Edmonton, like when you going into the city and like you kind of seeing everything and all the water and stuff. It's beautiful, man. Um, we actually, we actually did at one point in time, we had a team bonding and uh, we took like scooters around the city. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Like now take it, mind you, I didn't know that like you could take the scooters and bikes and there's like the elevator thing that goes yeah. like that yeah. on the mouse. So I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm seeing, I'm see, I was seeing new stuff. Like it was good just to see a new part of the world because I, I haven't really been like on like the like in the mountain west or like just the west coast like that in, in my life like a lot of my family's on the east coast so um it was a, it was it, i think it's a great experience and um i think there's a lot of potential in the city of edmonton totally. nice and yeah. what so that's interesting like the west western to eastern canada right you finally got to experience that move that's yes yeah, I, did. Yeah, I did and i think i think the main thing for me is uh like well, Edmonton, the crazy thing about Edmonton is like during like the summer and everything, the sun doesn't go down to like 10 o'clock. Like, <laughs> it's like it's like you're like waiting for the sun to go down and you like, I don't really know what time it is. And then like at some point in time, like it switches and then five, four or five o'clock is dark. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like some sometimes like the days would just go so so fast for me. It would just go so fast. Yes. Yes, it is definitely an adjustment. I also come from a big city. I come. From, I was born and raised in Mexico City. So okay. from that to Edmonton was like, what kind of farm is this? <laughs> you know, like, this whole this whole city is a farm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's an adjustment, but hopefully we've been treating you right, and uh, yeah, we truly. Oh yeah, yeah. Like overall, <laughs> overall, overall, myself. Like I, I've, I've, I've had a, a lot of great experiences. Like honestly, my favorite, my favorite experiences so far in Edmonton was um, I was doing some team events where I had to uh, work at Tim Hortons, like at the in the uh, in the drive-through, like <laughs> like doing that and like seeing how much the people really appreciate the organization. Like and it's crazy because I'm not even gonna lie to you. I'll tell y'all. Like I had, I, I was getting both sides of it. Like I was getting some people that were like, "Oh, go Elks," and then I was getting some people that were like, "Oh, you aren't the Eskimo, so I'm not. I don't want to do." Mind you, I came here as an elk. I never, I never knew anything as the, as the Eskimo. So it was kind of like, I can't really say nothing to you. I don't know. Like, <laughs> you gotta feel how you, feel, how you gotta feel, but go Elks, though. You know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, but go Elks, though. I'm, I'm gonna go. Yeah. Elks. Love it. Love it. Love it. Flex on him with a little elk. Yeah. So, so when you're not in season for the Elks, we got to know what's the day in the life of Eugene Lewis in the off season. Yeah. So, you know, like after the season, um, like for the first month or so, uh, I definitely, you know, take some time off just to recover my body, uh, still, still take care of myself, still make sure I'm doing the things I need to do. 
Um, but you know, usually after the season, there's a big holidays are coming around. So um, I usually go back home uh, to Philadelphia and Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania, uh, visit my family. I got seven brothers and sisters, so um, it's, I got a I got a big family that I that I that I, I really appreciate. I, you know, take care of a lot of people and um, uh, really just. I kind of just kind of get those things and get that time with those with, with my family and, and, you know, my friends that I usually don't get during the season, especially, you know, being in Edmonton now, it's a lot further where I'm from. You know what I mean? So, like, when I was in Montreal, people were able to drive up and, and you know, come to the games and stuff. But, you know, being in Edmonton, it's a little further from home and it's not as easy for everybody to get there. A lot of my friends and my brothers and sisters, they have kids now, too. So, you know, it, does, it just makes it a little, little more harder. But, um, uh, you know, other than that, I, I'm usually I'm. In Montreal training, um, I'm exploring. Uh, I, I, try, I try to I try to go on a vacation every every uh, every every year. I take my mom. My mom's birthday is actually in three days. Her birthday is July. Uh, nice. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Um, uh, yeah, and then um, my dad's birthday is actually tomorrow, and then my little brother's birthday was on the eighth. So it's like back to back to back. Um, yeah, and then uh, I take my mom on a trip. Usually for her birthday, uh, her her favorite place now is Miami. I took her a couple of years ago for her first time, so like she loved it there. Um, and then next month I'll be in Florida training for good for the next two months. You know, getting ready for the season. Um, I'm a big palm tree guy. I love palm trees. I have trouble with the snow sometimes. Like <laughs> avoid it. I like to avoid it. Yeah, but unfortunately, there's not really many places in Canada that has palm trees. So you know, it's just you got to deal with that sometimes, but I'm a big, big Florida guy, man. I, I, I love Florida. Um, um, I just, I just, I love being down there. It, it, my spirits go up and I just, I just work even harder. That's awesome. Well, and, and we do hear about, you know, a lot of, especially CFL players going down South and doing that off season training. I mean, you go down South and you don't have to deal with this. Snow. <laughs> Who wouldn't want that? I, yeah. I want that and I have no training to do whatsoever. Yeah. And one of the main things that one of the main things that I do do, I play basketball a lot. Nice. Yeah. Uh, nice. A lot of a lot of people don't know. I know for receiver from my position, there's so much translation from basketball to football uh, when it comes to it. So uh, that's one of the big things that I do too. Great conditioning too. Great cardio. You know what I mean. So. It's nice. Good. We'll, we'll touch base on that. We'll, we'll ask that question uh, probably coming up here, yes. actually. Uh, we, get, we get into that. So how about an in-season? Do you have what, – what's it like, you know, a day in the life of Gina Lewis in-season? Do you have rituals, superstitions, anything that you absolutely must do before a game? Before a game? Yes. If you're talking about before a game, yeah. Now, before practices and stuff like that, I think that's kind of like a – you got to get your mind every day ready for practice. Like, you know what I mean? Because it's different when you go into the game. You worked all week, worked hard so all week for the game. But before the game, um, I go to Tim Hortons and I go to uh, Booster Juice. I go to Booster Juice. I get two, I get two uh, lemon ginger uh, turmeric shots. Then I go to Tim Hortons. I get a bacon egg and cheese on a bagel a bacon egg and cheese on a croissant chocolate glazed donut and an apple juice and and depending on the month if it's october if it's october um they have the pumpkin spice crazy. <laughs> out of this world out is the pumpkin spice glazed donut oh my crazy so 
that year, October is like the only time where like I gotta change the chocolate glazed donut to the pumpkin spice glazed donut. Right, right. it's the Gino Lewis special. That's what they should call yeah, it. The, the Gino Spooky special. I call it the Spooky special in October. Hey, and you know what? I love it. You're usually building up for November at around that point, right? So uh, we're gonna get on that train. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, man. And mind you, around around October and November. They, they have cranberry ginger ale. It's out of this world. Listen, I'm telling y'all, cranberry ginger ale will change your life. I'm telling you. This, I'm taking those tips yeah, for sure. Taking those tips. <laughs> oh, you're you're going to have that whole special. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, oh, we expect, you know, at the Elks Herd, expect something out there on uh, on the social media. I'm, sure. sure. yeah. I'm not sure about the lemon ginger turmeric. Oh, it's so that. good. Is it? It's so spicy, and it's like, <laughs> ah, and it, and it wakes you up. It's just like a boom. Like I gotta wake up now. It just—it's like you know how some people that—that's how coffee is for them. Coffee doesn't really do nothing for me. Like I right. need—I need a ginger shot that's gonna uh, get me going. You know what I'm saying? So. Well, exactly. Might, might have to try it. Might, might have to. <laughs> I am definitely trying it. Definitely. Yeah. It's enough booster juices to try, so you could do it. Yeah. Exactly. Oh yeah. Oh, especially around Edmonton. Um. All right, so we were you were talking about basketball there in uh, in your off season. You like to play a little bit of basketball. Um, if you weren't a football player, would you be playing basketball, or what would you be doing? Well, I mean, luckily, luckily for a lot of people, basketball. If it was possible, I probably would be playing both. I always tell people, listen, I'm about to get connected with the Stingers, you know, in Edmonton. I was already connected with the Montreal Alliance. You know what I mean? I got my CEBL ball. They gave me a sign one and all that out here. So I went to the I went to the Stingers game when I first got out to Edmonton. And the, actually, that that stadium is beautiful. The atmosphere is beautiful. The people they actually got a lot of people coming out there. Um, I think I think it's a beautiful thing that they're doing in basketball. But uh, yeah. So 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 for like just some background, like for me, like my family is a basketball family, like. My dad, my dad played basketball. He he got drafted in the uh, the NBA draft in 1989. My aunt, she went to Pitt University. When she was at Pitt University, though, the, the WNBA wasn't out yet, so um, she obviously didn't get the opportunity. But she she uh she broke the record. She has the uh, most assists ever for a female at um, uh, Pitt University, and she has a couple other. My sister, she played college basketball at Iona College in Seton Hall and then she went and played professional basketball in Spain and um and Puerto Rico and uh she's younger than me too so I taught her a lot of everything that she knows she knows but anyways uh um, but yeah like my whole family is like a real real competitive basketball family and I always I was always a big basketball player in my family too like it was just basketball for me and basketball you can really see like how athletic somebody is and you can really see like how they just how they can move like and, and, and for me it was just kind of like this is the difference between basketball and football <laughs> in football being a receiver i have to i gotta i gotta hope a lot of things go right i gotta make sure that the line blocks for the quarterback i gotta make sure that the quarterback sees the right reads i gotta make sure the other person inside of me he runs the right route like we and i gotta run the right route basketball hey let me have that well, <laughs> I, oh, I need it right again. Yeah, let me have that right now. So it's a different, it's a different mindset. It's a different mindset. But if I wasn't playing football, like if you asked me, was if I would play another sport, I definitely would be playing basketball. And I'll say this for a sleeper, 
I probably would be playing volleyball too. I wish I would have. Right. I, I wish that's one sport I wish I I could I could actually have played back. I could have, but I just thought it was I thought it wasn't cool. Like, did, honestly, you, like, did you play it in school? Did you play volleyball in high school or anything? No, so no, and that was the thing. Like in high school, I used to have. I'm, so in high school, I only played uh, football and basketball. Like I was just like main, mainly focused on them, but. I used to have like my soccer coach, like the soccer coach out of high school. He'd be like, "Listen, just come play goalie. Like you got long arms, you can jump. Yeah. I, you don't even have to come to practice. Like just come to the games and play goalie." And I was just like, "Yeah, nah. I just I don't I don't I don't I don't see that." And on top, of that, I did. I used to see how hard the people kick those soccer balls, and I'm like, I know they got the thick gloves on and that, but like these, this is my money makers. Like this is these are like. Yeah. <laughs> these these are my gold members, you know what I'm saying? So and then um even even volleyball, like I I they asked me to play that. They're like, listen, you could literally dunk every play. Like you can dunk and just spike the ball on everybody, da da da. And I'm just like, Yeah, I don't I don't know. It just it's a it's a weird sport during that time when I was coming up as a kid. Like it was just like that's not that's a popular weird. sport. You it's know. not cool. It's not cool enough. Yeah. yeah cool enough. I guess I was too at the time I was too cool. I was too cool for it. You know? <laughs> but it, but volleyball isn't it like I played it in, in elementary. I was on uh you know a dynasty team yeah. there. Uh yeah. dynasty elementary. in the city of okay. <laughs> Hey man, Fort McMurray represent uh Greeley Road uh school. We killed it back in the day, but it, <laughs> It's interesting, right? Like it's such a fun sport to play and spike yes. ball and how you set it up and right. serving. Like it's you're smashing a ball around over yeah. a net, right? It's a I don't yeah. know. I was never an athlete and those balls hurt. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's but good. Before we go into our last question, I do want to take a little bit of time to just um, bring bring up some of the questions that our viewers are asking. Um, I have big fan 2019, John. John. He is asking, do you know who is? What are you looking forward to in the postseason in the NFL this weekend? Oh, okay. That's a that's a good question. So I'm an Eagles fan. Nice. I'm I'm an Eagles fan. I'm a big Eagles fan. Always. Since day one, my favorite player of all time ever is Brian Westbrook, for those who don't know. Um I I'm looking honestly, I wanna see how I wanna see how I wanna see how they're gonna do. Um it hasn't been looking too good the last couple of weeks, but I always say this. The regular season doesn't matter once you get into the playoffs. All you ask is to get in the playoffs and anything can happen at that point in time. Um I'm gonna say this. I know this is this probably might be like very random, but I'm very, very eager to see the viewing um, results of the uh, the Chiefs Dolphins game because it's on Peacock and you have to pay for it to see it, which I think is crazy. I've never, I've never heard of that ever in my life. I feel like a lot of people were saying because T Taylor Swift's going to be there, so they know people going to really tune in and all that. But it's just like, listen, man, you shouldn't a playoff game and, and that game. You talking about that specific game, Tyreek Hill? Coming back to Arrowhead and they play. Come on, you got to you got to put that on national TV. I that, that's yeah, that's a prime time game right there. What are you doing? Putting that on on Peacock or putting it on right. a on a you know paywall? Basically, putting it behind a paywall. It's I agree. That is prime time, man. Hopefully, so, it completely crashes so that they don't have to do that again. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, so um, I'm really looking. I'm looking forward to that. Um, 
I'll just say this right now. I think the team that's playing the best and that looks scary right now is are the Baltimore Ravens. I think Lamar Jackson is playing at a different level right now. Um, I think I don't think I mean I think he does get the respect that he he deserves, but he doesn't at the same time. Um, I think I think a lot of people criticize him, you know, for his play. But if you look at his the, how many wins he has to losses in his career right now, obviously he got to the next step he got to take is winning playoff games. So once he does that, you know, it's, it's the sky's the limit. But um, I'm excited. I'm excited to see that. Um, and I'm rooting for the Packers this week. Yeah. So the Dallas Cowboys. Let's go. Let's yeah. go. Yes. Oh, man. They uh, have to. Yeah, they you got to crush them, right? Who them boys? It's going to be the Packers this weekend. Oh, that's yeah. that's what we talking about. All I can, listen, all I, this is the only thing. This is the only thing I'm going to say. The Packers are still thinking about. I know the, the Cowboys are still thinking about that Dez Bryant drop catch that they had a couple years back, some years back. They still thinking about that. That's the only thing. That's the only reason they kind of still mad about that. And I'm not mad at them, but I'm happy. I actually, I was happy it happened. I don't. I can't stand the Cowboys. If there's one team I can't stand, yeah. it's the Cowboys, and that's what it Eagles, is. Hey, Eagles. Yeah, Eagles. You've fans. seen the documentary. Yes. Okay, Kathy's a little bit, a little bit new to the world of sports, right? So she didn't quite get the rivalry until, uh, you know, uh, a couple of years ago. I showed her the, the. Until I heard all about it. Yeah, yeah. And then every time the game was on, I'm like, look, it's a Dallas, yeah. uh, Dallas versus uh, Philadelphia Eagles game. You got to watch this. It's going to yeah. be a good game every right. time. Totally. Um, now, uh, we do have another question from Ryan Messer. He is asking, having attended Penn State in Oklahoma. What are your thoughts on Nick Saban's retirement? Hey, it's actually crazy. I seen this in the car not too long ago when I was with my cousin. Um, man, I think it's I honestly I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you my, my honest opinion of what I think is happening. I think Nick Saban has 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 come to the conclusion or, or realized that before like social media and before NIL deals. He could win off of just recruiting, like just recruiting, like Alabama. There's no end. All the NI, nothing to take everything away. Name. Alabama, just yeah. the name, right? Just the name. Now he, now you got to think. He has now he has to battle with coaches. Just say, just say Lincoln Riley at USC, right? I know they, I know they had their little situation. Shout out Lincoln. He was my offensive coordinator at Oklahoma, but um, now you got to think. You're now you have to convince kids to come to Tuscaloosa, Alabama. To, or they can go to Hollywood, California, and get an NIL deal. That's I'm sorry. That's that's a for some kids. It's like okay, Hollywood or Tuscaloosa, Alabama. It's no disrespect to Tuscaloosa, Alabama, but it's not Hollywood. <laughs> so you know what I'm saying. So it's like it's tough, man. And I think I think he's just come to the point where he can't coach like he used to. He can't coach the same way that he used to used to coach older guys. Like the new the new era and the new generation. It's it's more it's more of a sensitive. Uh, uh, air now, like a lot of things you can't do as a coach, a lot of things you can't say as a coach. Um, and uh, yeah, I just think he it's his time, or or what he could be doing, he could be doing pulling the Urban Myers, and I'm gonna take a year or two off, and then I'm gonna go over here and do the whole thing all over again. So he just might need a cut, he might need a break, he might just need a couple years, he might need a break. Well, exactly, and just a little sabbatical. And I think we do know too that uh, he's not necessarily an NFL quarterback. He's a guy that you know has to work with the younger players, the college yeah. players. He can't really handle uh, you know a full 
grown full room of grown men um it's, you know, it's different man. it's different once once you go from college to professionals the money thing it changes everything it changes everything now because you gotta think it's it's players in the nfl that's making more money than their coaches so yeah. you basically like you're t <laughs> you could tell some of the people what they what they do but they're gonna tell you like I make more money than you right now. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, and sometimes, and sometimes it can, it can get like that, but hopefully you hope like it doesn't, but it just kind of depends on everybody's situation, honestly. But it's, I think it's sad though, man. I think, I think, I think it's definitely, it takes away from the college game. Um, I think Nick Saban is up there. He wanted the best to ever do it. Like, and he showed it. his consist his consistency, uh, you know his patience and, and 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 you know just everything that he went about. I know a lot of people say this and that about him, but one thing you can't ever take away from Nick Saban is that he is a winner. Like he is a winner. He he has won the big games. He's he's lost them before, but consistently he was he was in the big games. Goat status, goat yeah. status for sure. Um, before we get to our last question here, Randy McDonald in the herd chat. The best thing about the Cowboys, there's nothing. Correction, <laughs> it's great when they lose. So yes, that's it. When the Cowboys <laughs> lose, it's my week is complete. Like the cow, it's the cowgirls, man. Listen, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, love it. Love it. But yeah, so our last question. You know, we've made it to 2024, and the Edmonton Elks have a huge season coming up you know with so many things the the 75th season celebration so on and so forth so what are you looking forward to this year i mean my main goal every year is is looking towards a great cup bringing bringing this city a great cup bringing this organization a great cup and just honestly if i'm if i'm also just just coming back to like everything else like i just want i really want to bring a season to the fans that you know they deserve and that you know that just shows that we really do work hard like i know the season the last two seasons that has happened i know the season that i was here last year you know the four games and all that but i want people to come to the home games and they're excited every time to come here like every time they come there somebody's doing something spectacular um the kids are enjoying themselves like like i said one thing i will say about edmonton regardless is the fans are very very loyal like regardless and the kids the kids like the kids are very very loyal like it was a lot of kids all the time. I did a lot of, um, I did a couple of camps like with so many kids who, some of the kids, some of the kids didn't care about the wins and losses. But then it was crazy because you had some kids who were like six and seven, like, hey, do you guys know that y'all finally won the first home game? And, and <laughs> I'm like, you're like seven years old. Like, how do you even notice? Like, but you know what? That just goes to show me that your parents are real fans because you wouldn't notice unless you're paying attention to it so but yeah it was like it was so crazy sometimes like the questions you would just hear from kids like when i was going to schools and stuff like that but like yeah so like when are you guys going to win and like that was when like we were like oh and eight oh and seven i'm just like well right now i'm not playing but i'm i'm trying to i'm trying to figure out how we going we going to win don't worry you know so um i'm just i'm really looking like i said to get out there with my boys man the team uh, just, just letting everything settle in, and um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna give everything we got to for the city. Oh, for sure, and uh, like we're obviously stoked to hear about that. But even ending last year and seeing you, we saw you at the uh, you know at the very last moments of the yeah. season at home, and uh, I mean, yeah, like it it was kind of. 
kind of surreal for us. We're down there. We're saying hi to people. We're saying hi to Mondo. And we see you and you're like, listen, man, we're going to win next year. And a lot of the players came up to us with the exact same sentiment. Like, you know, we're, we're giving everybody a high five, you know, for completing the season. We're still happy. We got a home win. We got a home win, which was nice. Um, obviously, you guys were expecting more. So were we, but that's that's sports. Um, we were just thankful that you guys put on a heck of a show once again for another season. So that's why we were down there was to give people high fives and stuff like that. Yeah. We saw you and you're like, man, this isn't happening again next year. And you were like frustrated about it in that moment. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I appreciate, not only about you, but a lot of members in that locker room and on, on the Edmonton Elks, you guys, you know, you're still resilient, but that frustration, you guys got to sit with it for the off season or whatever. And you guys come back and build back stronger. And Taylor Cornelius. Yes. I know he was released. I talk to Taylor Cornelius quite a bit. Why? Cause he did that effort in the off season to build up and to work on his game. So, you know, same thing for what you're doing right now. You're going to be building up. You're going to be coming back to training camp, which we're extremely stoked about. We can't wait to get back into Commonwealth stadium, but you know, it sucks that we're five months away, but, uh, <laughs> and then, you know, with the latest news as well, now you have McLeod Bethel Thompson coming into the quarterback room alongside Trey Ford. Um, Somebody said that you've got to be feasting your eyes. I got to assume that's true. <laughs> yeah, so I've seen that. So I, I, I think I've seen I think I, one of my old old teammates from uh, Montreal put like, yeah, I'm feasting my eyes for 2K, 2K this year. So, my, yeah, my, listen, I, I tell people this all the time. I can get 2K and, and I can get 2K. I know I can. Um, I know it's possible. Uh, and a lot of people got to understand this too, like, my history and like again like a lot of people got to do their homework on on my past so it's like yeah i know a lot of people you know are trying to figure out the whole situation the mbt and the trade forward thing and everything and i tell people all the time you gotta understand like when i was in montreal this same situation happened with vernon adams jr and trevor harris and it was the same thing you know nobody really said nothing to vernon you know what i'm saying it, it happened that was the decision that the upstairs and all them wanted to make and it's and mind you, I'm a receiver. So you got to understand, like, I'm catching from whoever is throwing me the ball. Like, yeah. so it's like, I can't, I can't pick and choose. Like, oh, I want this. It's like, hey, whoever they pick, that's what I got to go with. And me, my job is to whoever is throwing me the ball, I'm going to help you be the best quarterback that you can possibly be. That's it. Like, that's, that's my main goal. I'm here to help everybody. Any quarterbacks that I have ever played with, they'll tell you the same thing. And people got to also understand one thing about that situation, though, when with, with Trevor Harris and Vernon Adams is Vernon, like I and, and my he's my he, that's my best friend. So I seen the development from him, you know, that he that he learned from Trevor, like when he was there, like Vernon really he, he was already established, like, you know, but it was still some of the little things that he had to figure out. He had to learn. And I remember having conversations with him after the fact, like, yeah, man, like as much as it was it was, it was hard to do, obviously, because we competitors and, and only one quarterback can play. He like I really learned so much, like you know, from Trevor, and you know, just mentally, the things, some, some of the things that he do physically, and you know, just emotionally, just keeping yourself together. And he, and and mind you, now you see him in BC, and you see how he's doing, and you see it all comes together. Like it, it's just it's patience and consistency, and it's just about having the people believe in you and giving you the opportunity to you know to show to show your best potential. So I look at it like this, man. Like look, 
Trey, Trey, I love, I, Trey's going to be great, and and he has to. He's going to keep doing what he's doing, and MBT is also going to be a great mentor for him. Like MBT has been in this league, he's been in the league for a while. He's been doing this for a while. He's won some great cups, so he brings a, a different dynamic of leadership. You know, because um, I don't have a great cup, and I'm and I'm and I'm going to get one. We're going to get one, and uh, you know, like I say. They gotta they gotta work together as a team and they have to understand that we are one team and they gotta come together. But it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be it's gonna work out perfectly fine. I think the mindset that M MBT is coming in with and you know just just the grinder that Trey is, you know, listen, you'd have been through this and been through that. It can't it can't get too much harder. So just keep grinding until you know you until you get to where you gotta get to. Like I remember being on practice roster basically my whole first year. It was people that said that, yeah, you might be a two or three receiver in this league, Gene. Like, and now, and now I'm looking at them like, yeah, so how you feel about, how you feel about that? Like, yeah, you told me I was going to be a two or three receiver in the CFL. Okay. But it's okay. You know, at the end of the day, it's, it's all about my, I don't have to say what's understood don't need to be said. And I'm going, and no matter what's going on, no matter how hard, no, no matter how tough or whatever, whatever obstacles I got to go through, I'm going to figure a way to, to make it work. And that's, that's, that's my main goal. Whatever I got to help, however I got to help, MBT, however I gotta help Trey. I'm trying to do I'm trying to do whatever we can to win a great cup, and that's the main goal. Oh, exactly. And that, like it was extremely refreshing to hear MBT saying that he's coming here to get a ring. Like he came here and that's that's his number one objective. And um even Ryan Messer here in the herd chat, MBT is about to go off. That man is a beast, RAP, New Orleans uh, breaker. So Ryan Messer of Shotgun Sports, he was actually on the sidelines and talked with him uh, quite a bit last season covering yeah. um, the Birmingham Stallions. I uh, got to see him a couple times there. And, you know, Ryan Messer was absolutely stoked that he was joining the Edmonton Elks because he's such a great guy and has uh, has such a great mindset. So, um, you know, the yeah, I, I completely agree. And my my favorite example is Michael Riley to mm -hmm. Nate Rourke and how that development worked. Um, having a great mentor and having yes. that kind of experience, yes. especially in a quarterback room, it's yes. never a bad thing. Yes. I just put it's it never there. a bad thing. It's always yeah. a good thing. It's well, always exactly. a good thing. And, and the thing about it, people just got to understand that, you know, everybody got a job to do. Like, you know, and, 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 it, and it's actually, it is crazy too, because um, I heard MBT, he was saying this, like, see, I, when I was in Montreal, y'all got to understand too, like, I couldn't stand Toronto. Like, yeah, I couldn't stand Toronto. I couldn't stand nothing about them. Like, I, I always looked at them a certain way. And, and you know, MBT, even, I would usually have super good games against Toronto most of my, most of my career. So it was like, he would come to me though, and he would say after the game, like, hey man, like, I just want to play with you one time, bro. Like I, I, I could imagine just like playing one time, bro. Like, and, and, I, and I, and you know, sometimes when you do that type of stuff, you speak it into existence and, yeah. you know, just years on years on years, you just, you never know what can happen at the end of it all, you know? And like I said, he led the CFL his last year in passing. He led the USFL last year in passing. So, you know, his, his, it speaks for itself. You know what I mean? And, um, like I said, I'm here, man. I'm, I'm here. I'm here to help. I'm here to I'm here to help whoever we got to do, just like I was last year. The same thing last year when I first came and whoever, like I said, TC, Trey, Doogie, whoever is there, whoever's there. Like, I'm, I'm here to help y'all. I tell my quarterbacks all the time. I'm here to make us look good and to get you paid. Like, that's that's what I'm here for. That's what I'm trying. I'm trying to get you paid. Yes. Oh, I love it. No, man, no, and, and I mean, 2024, it's going to be an extremely exciting season. Um, yeah. 
Gino, we know you're a busy guy and we know it's a little bit late over there in yeah. as well. So, um, man, we can't thank you enough for joining us tonight. Uh, this was an awesome convo. Thank you. Yes. So much. Oh, listen, I want to say one more thing, too. Uh, I want to say one more thing about what you said, what you were asking me about. What do I expect uh, for the 2024 season for the fans? Like this is I also want to say this, like. Like, you know how you were saying, like, everybody was happy that we won a home game and we did this. See, now this year, we the standards need to be up higher. And we have to put those up higher for our fans. So, because think about it. Like, I want our fans to be able to, to talk trash to other fans, too. Like, I don't want I don't want us to be saying, oh, well, at least we finally won a home game. No, I want us to say, well, we, we swept y'all this year. Yeah. We swept y'all this year. We're going to the playoffs this year. We're doing this and shit. Yeah, like. I want our fans to be able to 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 be able to talk they talk with how they talk. You know what I'm saying? So that's also my main goal is to is to help the fans be able to you know brag about their team and talk about their team how they how they need to talk about how it used to be. Yeah, you know, you know what? And you know what a really good benchmark would be now that you I'm sure you're aware that they closed off the top. Uh, they did hurt. The top hurt. of the Commonwealth Stadium. So a really good benchmark would be to see how many home games we can open that up. Yeah. How many, you know, if we can bring in every single person in the city and open that up, that is a benchmark that the team is doing fantastic yeah. and everybody's exactly. doing what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Well, and I'm excited. The Great Cup is in uh, BC this year, so we don't have to worry about no wet weather. And we still <laughs> listen. However, it's happening. We are inside. We are inside for the Great Cup next year. Yes. I love it. Like you know, you're already think you're thinking Great Cup. You are speaking it into it. existence. Yeah, I told. I actually told. I told VA the other day. I said, VA, listen. I know you're gonna be in BC. You know, for the game, but you're not gonna be in the game. So just know. I know. I'm gonna just make sure you in the suites and all that. I, I was. I was talking crazy to him a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. No, it's so good. It's so good. Hey, man. We couldn't. We couldn't be more thrilled that you you signed with the Edmonton Elks last year. So stoked you're still with the team. So stoked that we get to see you ball out on the turf this year. Uh, you're coming back with a vengeance. The whole team is so. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely, man. I, I I for sure am like missing those six games and that being on the IR. Like a lot of people don't know how much that like that puts a fire in me. Like I I, I can't stand not being able to be out there and play for my guys. I hate losing more than I love winning. So it's 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 for me. I'm probably one of the like most elite competitors that you'll ever meet. Like, you know what I'm, that's just me. I'm a, I'm a competitor. I want to win. I don't really care about anything else. Let's, let's find a way to win and, and we're going to do what we do. So man, let's stay, man. Go Elks, man. I'm out there. I'm, 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 y'all got, y'all got me ready to go play right now. There you go. Hey, man, you're good. Good for the city too, by the way, Gino, I got to say, man, you're good for the city too. Yeah. So uh, all Chat around. over here, Gino sounds ready to go. So. <laughs> oh, listen, oh, we are. Yes. I'm ready, chat. I'm listening. <laughs> I was always taught if if you stay ready, you ain't gotta get ready. That's what, yeah. and that's what it is. Shout out, shout out to my boy Manny Arsenal too. You know what I'm saying? Because he that boy he stayed ready. He stayed ready to my boy. Hard hard work works. That's his saying. Hard work works, baby. <laughs> Love it. Though. Well, thank you so much once again, and we really look forward to seeing you in the field and training camp. We'll be there. Oh, we we have Gino. Do you have one more? Uh, do you have time for one more question? Yes, you? yeah, I do. If listen, I got time. Even if it's two more, I got I got time for two more. You're the man. You're so awesome. <laughs> okay, uh, Chris Agar in the chat. Uh, Gino, how is your confidence in the improved quarterback depth? We kind of just talked about that, but uh, yeah, what's your what's your answer there? 
Yeah, it helps, man. Listen, I tell people this all the time. Having a having a starter and a backup is probably the most important thing on the team because your backup has to be ready just as much as your starter does. Like, and, and you got to understand, we got a small league in the CFL, so sometimes a lot like quarterbacks go down. Last year, it was a lot of quarterbacks going down and things like that. So that backup guy needs to be ready because he has to prepare like he's a starter, like no matter what. Like. We want the same confidence in that backup that we got in our starter. And the thing is, when you have that, there is no drop in anybody's game. It's just if somebody, if it's this, this, just, we, we good. Everybody, nothing, nothing changes. So, um, like I said, having having veteran depth in the in the in the in the quarterback room, I think was a big, big, huge thing for our team. I think I think that would have went a long way last year if we were able to have it a little more. Um, um, just just seeing, it. I've, I've been around a lot of older quarterbacks too, like. Um, uh, Darian Durant, Drew Willie, like I like I yeah, like when I was first coming in, it was a lot of it was a lot of you know older, mature, veteran guys that been in the league for a while that been around a whole bunch of teams. So um, you just you kind of just see the difference between when you see a rookie come up and 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 you, and you see a veteran, and you know and uh, and I think I think the 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 best thing about for Trey too is is that he's a very unique talent in the sense of he played in new sports too. So it's like that's another reason why it's it's different from him and and Rourke. Rourke went to the states and played college football down in the states. So like the development is a little different. It's a little more faster for Trey. He's been up here his whole career. You know what I'm saying? And just off of that little sample size that he did, that you see what he can do last year. So it's just about like putting everything together. Like MBT said, making the script now for him. Like scripting everything, and now it's boom, boom, boom. And now when you gotta go off script, you do your magic, Trey. Do your magic because that's what it is. Oh, beautiful! Oh, this That's is exciting. Like, yeah, we just—we all just want to get back to the Commonwealth Stadium now. This is uh, this is unreal. Uh, Chris said, they, "Thank you very much, Gino." Um, yeah, I, I guess we can fi- we can finally let you go, Gino. We can talk forever, but man, um, we we really hope the off season goes well for you. Um, we can't see you. Uh, well, we can't wait to see you down at Commonwealth Stadium, uh, back on the turf in training camp. Yeah. I mean, we say hashtag is it June yet? Yeah. Uh, we, <laughs> so things actually happen uh, a little bit quicker than yeah. we uh, than it appears, especially with the snow on the ground. So yeah, yeah, for sure, man. And shout out, shout out to uh, McDavid, man, for the Oilers for getting his 900, 900 uh, career yeah. points last week. That's awesome. I ain't even gonna lie. That's 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 a that's a that's a hell of an achievement, man, for 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 what he's doing. Um, shout out to we'll, all. Maybe we'll get to, dual cups this year. Yeah, <laughs> and come on, listen. Shout out to all all the Edmonton teams, the Oilers, to the to the Elks, to the Stingers. Um, uh, we got do we got a do we got a soccer team? Uh, we used to have Edmonton FC, RIP. They, they, uh, okay, okay. They might be coming back, but either way. But yeah, shout out to man, shout out to all the junior leagues out there, the football junior leagues and everything, man. Listen, everybody just keep grinding. Edmonton, let's keep growing as a as a city, man. And and let's just do big let's do big things. Let's do it. Uh and and, and Alberta University too. Shout out to them. Listen, okay. they're gonna build on from next year. Last year, last year, that was a good year, but we're gonna build on it next year. Vanier, Vanier coming up, hopefully. Yeah, yeah yes. Cordy Crew, all those guys. That's, that's no. so close. Well, uh, yeah, no, we can't thank you enough, man. And uh, yeah, we'll see you soon, Gino. We'll see you All right, thank y'all. I appreciate y'all. God bless you and uh, have a good night. Have you as well, night. man. Go else.
All right, go Wilkes. So, All right. Gino, Gino's an awesome guy. Uh, yeah. Thanks, thanks again, uh, Gino, once again for coming on the show. Uh, mm -hmm. That was amazing. That was a great chat. That was great. Uh, thanks everybody for getting in the herd chat. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, thanks for asking questions. This was great. Yeah, was we, awesome. we still have half a show to go, so we, don't leave yet. <laughs> we have such a stacked show today. This is a huge one. It's season two. Welcome oh, back, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah, I mean, going forward, when we do manage to get somebody from the organization or a little bit of a bigger interview, uh, we're going to be doing the interview in the front end. So uh, then that way you guys can get your questions in a little bit easier. Uh, we're not eating up our guest time, uh, mm -hmm. you know, because some of this, it uh, it can go a little bit longer yeah, than expected. So. Like the Gino combo, we know he's a really busy guy. So uh, mm -hmm. it was really great that he could jump on for, you know, almost 45 minutes here. So yes. um, huge shout out to uh, Hernan and the Edmonton Oaks as well for uh, making that happen. Thank you. All righty. Next mm -hmm. up. We have the Edmonton Sports Update by Len. Today's update is brought to you by Off the Reins Podcast. Built by Bama, OTR covers Birmingham's biggest sports teams, including the 2023 USFL champions, the Birmingham Stallions. Catch Off the Reins exclusively on Shotgun Sports Network by the Stallion Stampede. The Spruce Grove Saints start off the hockey happenings tonight in front of a home crowd that last saw them shellac the Oil Barons 7-0. The Saints then go on a five-game road trip. The Edmonton Oil Kings play their first home game of 2024 on Thursday night. Then on Sunday, the King in Oil Kings... Gets emphasized as Elvis will presumably be in the building. The puns. The sixth-ranked team in the CJHL will host the second-ranked team on Saturday when the Sherwood Park Crusaders host the Brooks Bandits. The crew then played the team currently ranked last on the AJHL in the AJHL on Sunday when Olds comes to town. For more of what's happening in Edmonton Sports World, check out Len's articles on ShotgunSportsNetwork.ca. We are the Elkshard. You're up to date. And then 2024 affiliates. Oh, we got a new code. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have re-upped with our good friends over at Royal Retros. We are using code Shotgun Sports for 10% off over at RoyalRetros.com. Uh, they got throwback Elks jerseys, Eskimos, you know, Elks double E. Double E. They also have throwback Winnipeg, throwback every team in the CFL, really, throwback NFL, throwback USFL. They got it all. For a good throwback, it's Royal Retros. Head on over. <laughs> uh, still, we're going to give a little shout out over to thingsengrave.ca, who is still our official merchandise partner of Shotgun Sports Network and the Elks Herd. Uh, things are grave.ca head over to the locker room and you will find the Elks herd and shotgun sports in there yeah. as well. Lather. <laughs> you can't forget about the lather. <laughs> I'm sweating in here right now and I'm going to need a shower. I'm going to be going uh, over to lather. Use shotgun sports yeah. 15 to get 15% off over at things in great or wow. Over <laughs> at, 
I got a, I got a, I was a little automatic wow. there, but over at Lather, Lather.com, Lather. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking, yeah. I was it's thinking about cool. things in grave for a while today. It's because yeah. I need to go make an order. Yes. Um, all righty then. Kathy, yes. you have some transactions. I do. Let's talk about elks now. Let's switch it around and uh, let's go back to some of those transactions that we saw last week, really. Or, yeah, yeah, it's been a week. Holy. Yeah, it's been I a pretty like crazy week. It's, <laughs> it's been a pretty been crazy week. And, you know, the sad part is that there's still a lot more to come. I think I was seeing that there's still 11. The, the, yeah, so there's still the 11 free, free agents, agents to go. The call, it's we call this the calling week of the herd. Uh, um, the elk's call. Not call. <laughs> it's the elk's call of the, these two weeks. So, no kidding. I know we just mentioned Taylor Cornelius earlier yes. on the show with Gino Lewis, but uh, please give us okay, the... Well, let's, oh. let's go back. Let's go back. Let's oh. start from the beginning. I knew it was, was going to be one a day, too. I knew they were going to do one a day because you don't want to release everybody all at once. You kind of do a slow trickle. But, yes, so you that's know. exactly... No, they know exactly what they're yeah. doing. And now they're just like you say, trickling it. Uh, January 3rd, we had American wide receiver Dunbar Jr., Stephen Dunbar Jr. released. Just a big one. It's a really yeah. big one. Well, and th that one sucks. Do you, want, do you want to talk about these a little yeah, bit? Yeah, just, just a okay. little bit. Okay, so Stephen Dunbar Jr., he was released. Uh, he did not perform up to the contract and then yes. i want to say there was also once again a signing bonus yeah, we're going to hear it was the a word small one it was a small signing bonus but it was still a signing bonus we're going to hear the signing bonus piece a couple of times here i think yes yeah so uh the january 4th we had american defense back aaron grimes released which sad but expected in many ways. Like, I, I really, I really, that one sucks. That one really hurt in many ways. Um, I mean, I've only been a known fan of this team. I'm a fan of this team for the past three years. And out of those three years, Aaron Grimes was always a highlight. Even though for the majority of those three years, Aaron Grimes was injured, he was still a highlight because he was in every single event and tailgates in charity events in schools you know everywhere that you would go and he would try his best to be part of the community and you know i've seen that before uh james wilder jr was really big in the community as well and not saying anything about any of the other players because they do so as well but there was something about grimes and his passion for the community and what he brought to the team and it's really yeah. really sad to see that go I understand it from a business point of view. Still sad. Yeah, it, it's extremely frustrating. He obviously, um, he's been a little bit injured over the years. And the contract at some point, right? It's it's the contract, the age, and then do you want to make gamble? And unfortunately, you can't really pay for a player ambassador. Like that same deal, like you said, James mm -hmm. Wilder Jr., um, kind of went through a similar scenario. Now, Aaron Grimes does not have a career-ending injury, so that's no. that's the difference there. But what you will find is that Aaron Grimes may he may he may not make it back onto the field this year. We're obviously hoping that he does. Mm -hmm. We player first. We we well, were 
And he wants to play. He wants he to play. He 100% wants to play. He's living in Edmonton. He's living in Canada. He's basically a Canadian at this yeah. point, And he should be playing. The CFL is better when Aaron Grimes is playing. We really hope he gets healthy. And John said it here as well. Aaron Grimes needs to do, needs to do something with the team as a staff member, right? Um, well, I did see that he does want to play at least another year. One more year, yeah. He one wants to go year. out on his own terms. He wants to be a player and leave as a player. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if after that year he does come back to Edmonton and so, some sort of maybe coaching position might be for the Alex. Maybe not. It yeah. might not be. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, it's sad because I wish that that would be here. But clearly, you know, with the big signing that we just had, moves had to be made. Yeah. So, uh, that being said, January 5th, we had National Defensive Line man Cole Nelson. He was signed. Resigned. Yeah, he was Big re-signed. one. Big one. And, of course, on January 7th, we had American quarterback McLeod Bethel Thompson. Thompson. Um, B- yeah. MBT. <laughs> MBT. <laughs> See, that's going to be another one that I'm going to butcher every single time. It's okay, baby. <laughs> You got this. <laughs> um, Tom, I mean, Tom, that Tom, one. Tom, Tom, yeah, Tom, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that one here in the first fan forum question. So let's go directly to January 9th. Uh, we had American quarterback Taylor Cornelius and national linebacker Adam Konar released. Yeah. Um, so. What are your thoughts on that? Taylor Cornelius, it, it really sucks that this situation played out this way. I mean, as soon as the season was over, you had to know that Taylor Cornelius was not going to make the 2024 roster. There's about mm-hmm. a 1% chance. Mm-hmm. The reason for that is actually mm-hmm. his signing bonus. The worst part about this is that the bonus, or sorry, yeah, not the signing bonus, but the roster bonus. Yeah. Now, the roster bonus, the Edmonton Elks still have to pay. So, the Edmonton Elks, they only save his base salary for the season, which even because it was guaranteed. But why is it It, that everybody's saying online in the media, Twitter, X, whatever, that that they needed to make space to pay for? So, his base salary, his base salary, whatever wasn't guaranteed, can still be saved off the books for Taylor Cornelius. Some money that. Sure, some of it is guaranteed. The hundred thousand dollars is guaranteed. Yeah, but there's other parts to that contract that they still don't have to pay for. Now. Oh, interesting. I so, have seen the opposite going around. Go, online. Dave Campbell. Yeah. Shout out to Dave Campbell. Yeah. I retweeted it nice. multiple times on the at the Elks herd, <laughs> our platform. <laughs> so I will forward this one tweets. to you. <laughs> Anyways, um, but yeah, so because I got corrected on that, yeah. I thought that we were going to save that hundred thousand yeah. dollars on the Edmonton Elks side. No, no, we got to pay it. So Adam Konar, I believe his was around like $17,000. Right. His was like super low. Yeah. Um, Adam Konar, he, he's on a, he didn't have a good year last year. Let's yes. put it that way. I'm not going to say he's on a decline, but I'm going to say that he wasn't he, he, the, for what a top he, per, performer last year. For the paycheck he was getting, it was not. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's what you'll find once again with a lot of these cuts. Yeah, you know the reason why these players get released is: Are you worth the signing? Yes. The, or sorry, not the signing. The roster bonus. Are you mm-hmm. worth the roster bonus? The reason why this is weird for me, and the reason why I keep saying signing, is because generally guaranteed money is is in signing bonuses. So it's usually not in roster bonuses where you have guaranteed money. Right. It's a really 
contract structures are changing as the years are going on. Yeah. So it it is very interesting for that, I yeah. will say. And I mean, we talked about that before, and we I think we did mention that the only way that we saw Taylor Cornelius staying is if he took a pickup. Right, mm-hmm. simple as that. As he probably would have stayed as a QB three, short yardage. But you're still, it's still a, a cut. that's still an overpay though for yeah. a backup. Like that's true. your backup quarterbacks that's in true. the CFL make like what seventy five to hundred hundred k tops. Right, your starters in the CFL make between two fifty and five hundred k. So when Michael Riley signed over in BC, he signed that half a million dollar contract. And everybody lost it. And then um, Bo Levi Mitchell ended up signing his (laughs) down in Calgary. And his was also like half a million dollars. So when those pair of half a million dollar contracts went out, that set the standard for like how much money you can make as a quarterback. Um, Which means your backup has to make significantly less than that. So that's where I range that in the 100,000 tops. So you know what? It probably was best for Cornelius as well. It it really is. He walks away with guaranteed money. So it's a very good situation for Taylor Cornelius. Still still now, as a player and as a competitor, no, it's not the greatest. Well, who did I see? Who did I see mentioning that? And it was on X. So I am on X once in a while. Um, is that not, uh, not Taylor, at the Elkser. Taylor Cornelius <laughs> will probably get an offer uh, for a short yardage position somewhere else? Uh, sure. He did so, a lot better than Kai Loxley. I yeah. mean, uh, you know, Somebody, to, uh, I think it was Dave Campbell that said, uh, you know, maybe Winnipeg. Maybe maybe, Winnipeg, maybe so. I saw somebody somebody had mentioned BC, but I because Dane Evans is no longer playing as backup. Uh, Dane Evans retired, so Taylor Cornelius, I think BC would actually be a really good fit for for him. Maybe like you know what happens if Vernon Adams Jr. goes down? Well, Taylor Cornelius still knows how to use his legs. He's a good backup. He's a really good backup. You know what? He's a good, he's a decent quarterback. I'm not going to say a good quarterback because there's that elite part that you're missing, right? Well, but he's a, a he's a decent quarterback. He can easily fill a role, and depending on the offensive line, he yes. he could probably do great at starting as well. Well, and that, that's why I say he's a good backup because he seems to crumble on pressure. Right? So but, he's the but when it comes to you know the pressure is off a little bit and he's filling in a role. Yeah. Then he truly seems like he puts it all on the line and he really goes out there and has fun and does what it needs to be done. Yeah. So he is a really good backup, I think. And it and really when it comes to it is probably best case scenario for him. Yeah. So John, to answer your question of why do we uh, what do you think fans are leaving the team because of the cut of Taylor Cornelius, no, no. I really do think that they should be thinking a little bit better about the situation. If he stayed, he would be in a really crappy situation. Most likely a pay cut, a position that is not, I mean, when you have two start quarterbacks, really, with Trey Ford and MBT, yeah. that leaves no room for anybody else unless they get injured. And at least this way, he gets his guaranteed money, yep. not that I know. And he has the opportunity of perhaps a better position with better pay. So people shouldn't be mad at it. People should just understand that it's a business, it's a game, and things happen. And it's unfortunate, of course, but this is probably win-win for everybody. Well, and, I, and you know, with every player that moves on under good circumstances, with every player that moves on um, from the double E, we wish them the best. I, As a fan, I think... what you know, it's kind of what 
Gino was talking about, what Gino was just talking about, right? These players stew all off season mm -hmm. to bring glory back to the city. Like that's wild. Gino is such a competitor that mm -hmm. he was stewing all off season. And now he's going to do his off season program. Um, going to train up and get ready. He let his body rest obviously for a bit, but mm -hmm. we forget that this is a year long job for these guys too. And all of that for 10 games at home in front of your fans. <laughs> and then of course, 10 games away. Mm -hmm. Right. So yeah, it, it, fans can fans are, there's always going to be an influx of fans coming in and out of the organization, cheering for other teams. Um, whatever that, that doesn't, I think what matters is wins. I'm going to say right now, what matters <laughs> yeah. is wins and Trey Ford's development. Let's, yes. let's, we, yeah, we got, uh, Brett Boyko ended up, uh, if you want to do this last yes, time, yeah, the here. last one, January 10th, we got to get into this fan forum. I'm all heated today, up. That's today. We <laughs> signed national offensive lineman, Brett Boyko and American defensive back, Donnie Lewis Jr. They were signed. Yeah. So. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely see a whole bunch more transactions coming up. I'm sure it's going to be, uh, weird next little bit. See it is exactly where that's going to go. I mean, we, we have a lot of what ifs right now. There's yeah. still, like we said, 11 free agents that we don't know what's going to happen. Um, you know, we've seen some speculation, some, you know, thoughts, one of them being Manny Arsenal. Manny course. Arsenal, yeah. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a couple of suspicions on players that yeah. may not be returning next season, obviously. Yes. It's not our job to panic anybody, but we also have to report what we see on X mm. and these social media platforms. And um, Manny Arsenal has, uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's get into this fan form, shall we? Let's do it. All right. <laughs> this is our final segment this is our final segment today this is the fan forum where we talk about hot topics surrounding the edmonton house and the sports world as a whole <laughs> our live listeners can participate by getting their comments in the herd chat and we will get those comments onto the show Warts, that's good. Warts world. Warts world. <laughs> Warts is uh, something, isn't that like for beer and stuff? Yeah, know. that is. That's the top of the. Anyways, <laughs> so guys, question number one here. Question number one. It has to do with roster. The Edmonton Elks recently acquired journeyman championship quarterback McLeod Bethel Thompson for the cost of potentially around 500k. Some fans believe that Trey Ford will leave next year because of this move, while others believe it is a good move for his development as a young quarterback. What say you? What say you? What do you make of this new situation? Uh, God, like, yeah. What do you? Th what do you think? What do you think? Well, and we just, talked about it a bit. Yes, and I'm just gonna go back to John's com um, comment over here, saying that fans are upset. That Ford is the backup, but he was the reason that people showed up last season, which I agree. But the thing about Ford, and we've talked about it plenty in the last season, season one of the Elks Call, is that he is a young athlete. He is a young quarterback. And how many times do we make that reference that he needed a mentor, that he needed a Michael Riley, that he needed that yeah. kind of situation for him to get a better understanding of the 
place and, you know, just get that veteran's point of view that has been in the game for long enough to know exactly, to be able to give that knowledge. I mean, when they signed MBT, I'm not going to lie, and I think I made that comment, it's like, oh, that's a very expensive coach position. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously, he's going to be starter quarterback and he's definitely going to play. But the main reason why I see him coming to the Elks, and he has mentioned it too, is because he wants to be a mentor to Trey Ford. He wants to be able to guide him and show him the ropes and train him in a way that it will increase the development, right? It will develop Trey's Ford play. So to close off my argument, <laughs> Is if Trey Ford knows <coughs> what's best for him, yeah, he will stay with the Edmonton Elks because this is an opportunity that not a lot of quarterbacks get, and he needs the development. He needs more time. He showed so many fantastic plays, but he still shows some really crappy plays that you know everybody had that. You know what the hell is he doing <laughs> kind of moments right and those are you can only get better with practice and you can only get better if you have somebody guiding you and how to be better so yeah well and i mean ryan messer here said mbt is a proven leader mm -hmm. if you ever wanted someone for ford to train under it is mbt and i think what's what's interesting about that is if you had actually listened, uh, I don't know, did did you actually check out the MBT uh, uh, press? A little bit of it. You yeah. did. Did you hear the part where he said he wanted to come in? He immediately called Trey Ford. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, you, so yeah, you heard all the, okay, good. Mm -hmm. Right on. Mm -hmm. um, so but he let him, you know, show his frustrations. So yeah. that shows that Trey Ford is indeed frustrated yeah. with this. Yeah. That shows that Trey Ford indeed has some issues. Yeah. But you know, MBT, like the leader he is, just let him air out his frustrations and then, you know, made it clear that he's not coming for Trey's Ford job. Yeah, Trey Ford's job. Well, and, <laughs> and and no, you're right. And and that's good, right? And he said he wants to provide that mentorship, but also get a ring. He wants mm. to come in and get a ring. So you have a competitor spirit. You have somebody that wants to be a mentor. Mm -hmm. somebody that understands that there's already a guy in charge. And you know what? I'm really, really thankful that Gino Lewis talked about that tonight, mm -hmm. his experience in Montreal. And I never, I never even thought about it, but he was indeed in the middle of the exact same scenario. And I believe in that moment you were, you were watching mm -hmm. uh, Trevor Harris. We shipped him off over to uh, Montreal and you know, that's yeah. all of a sudden Gino Lewis yeah. had to catch passes from from uh, uh, from uh, Trevor Harris. So in in all of that, Gino Lewis has been through this scenario before. Yes. It's great that you have guys that have been in that scenario mm -hmm. to be able to talk through both sides. And yeah. Vernon Adams Jr., he had his team taken away from him. He was, um, I want to say... I forget the exact scenario is either obviously underperforming or he's injured. I want to say under, I want to say it was an injury and then he came back and Trevor Harris was playing good. That right. kind of scenario happens. I, I don't know. I don't watch the Alouettes that, that closely. <laughs> I don't care about the Alouettes They're all the way over in the East. But what I will say is that those scenarios happen mm -hmm. and the team, the team supporting the quarterback room, 
just has to be there for whoever's slaying the right. freaking ball. Really? Yeah. Let's, let's be real. It's, it's a job. It's a job. Um, right? Regardless, it's. No, you're right. You're right. Um, over here in the herd chat, John, I heard Ford was not consulted on this signing. Is this true? Um, why should he be? Why should he be? So <laughs> that's not. I mean, we've seen it before, right? We've seen it in the NFL. Um, uh, oh wow, I just blanked on his name. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And Tom um, Brady. Tom Brady. Thank you. It was going to be the other big deal over there. Well, right? That they absolutely have to be consulted before any major moves happen. But they also like look at how much they get paid. Look no, at how much do they get paid? And also, where are they at in their careers? Yes, we have to remember that so. this as well. Okay. So um, I was in our, we're going to actually bring up a clip from the, uh, from the head coaches conference from the winter meetings or yeah, the winter meetings, mm -hmm. but um, we call it the, the it, they're down, uh, it is the winter meetings for the CFL, it has to be. But anyways, um, we have a clip there in those winter meetings with Chris Jones. Um, he had mentioned that Trey Ford was not consulted in the signing. A player should not be unless they are in the position of being an elite player. Mm -hmm. And even in that scenario, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers are not going to be getting pushed to back up on any team. Yeah. Let's be real. Yeah. So really, as far as a player being consulted, I do think that that is absolutely asinine that anybody would think that Trey Ford would be consulted. No. Why? I mean, the only... The only situation that I would see a quarterback being consulted for anything, it's a uh, receiver. Yeah. Or somebody that they will play, you know, sure, one-on-one, yeah. one, that, that their teammate, that they they get to see their plays, they get to see their film and be like, you know what, that looks like a really good player. He, I could have he... chemistry with that. But it would be a consultation. It would be a conversation. It wouldn't be a, you either get him or I don't play or anything like but, that. There's but, no need for But that. even then, for a lot of the roster stuff, it's players don't have to be involved no. the only scenario and the i'll give you an example i i can't stand the boston bruins i hate the boston bruins they suck i don't care if you're listening to this podcast and <laughs> you're like oh but i'm a big bruins fan hey well then hopefully you're an elks fan <laughs> anyways i can't stand the boston bruins but they ended up signing the organization signed somebody this is like to the extent where players do not get consulted mm -hmm. and they signed this, uh, what was it, Mitchell Miller. I want to say that weird scenario where this kid had a big fence, uh, pretty gruesome. Uh, he picked on a kid and it was like, right. you know, really brutal and everything else. So anyways, um, they, the Bruins ended up signing him on the locker room stepped up yeah. and said, we don't support the organization and this, them signing this guy. And so just so that's, that's to the degree of there. That's that, that's how little consultation yeah. ever happens. Why? Because it's a business, the GM and the head coach, and we're actually going to get into this. This this segue. Do you think in. McDavid gets consulted? I can't, I can't speak on that. No, I have no idea. True. I have no, no idea. but just like a, a question, like, because it's true. I mean, when it comes to a player, you you're there to play. That's your job. Yeah. Your job is not to 
pick other players or decide who's going to play or not. Yeah. And I mean, when we're talking about elite players, that's why McDavid came to mind because he is in that position. Well, elite players, right? Aaron Rodgers single-handedly fired Mike McCarthy. When you have a player that has that much influence, it is no longer a team sport. I mean, Ryan yeah. Messer is... He's a, this guy is a Vikings fan in the chat right now. Ryan Messer, I'm exposing you on being a Vikings <laughs> fan. Um, but that being said, you know what? You're not wrong. And and in in those scenarios, I mean, with NHL, I honestly do not know. I can't speak yeah. on anything NHL. But when it comes to the NFL, the pay is extremely different. Uh, mm -hmm. the, the pay is way more extensive over in the NFL. So um, well, let's, let's you have say, guys uh, making $50 Matthews, million a year. Matthews in Toronto. Do you think he has? He doesn't pay? make fifty billion a year. Yeah, that's does. true. It's, so it's, even that, like even then, I really, when it comes to NHL or anything, I really don't think that the players should have any say in who gets hired or not. Simple as that. No, but I really, I really don't think that they have to because that's not their position. No, but but like speaking of jobs and head coach and GM and you know those relations to the players and let's say even their relations to the organization. Um, fan form question number two. After the Edmonton Elks, uh, you know, after after the 75th season, which is the 2024 season, mm -hmm. they're potentially selling the team, which means they need wins right now. <laughs> they need wins right now more than ever. So that being said, um, we were in the head coach meetings, and we asked Chris Jones if the 75th season meant anything more to him as a head coach or if it's business as usual. Um, here's a clip. If I said that it mattered more, that means that the others didn't matter as much as what they should have. Right. So anytime in pro football, man, is you take the, uh, you take the field, doesn't matter what week it is. I mean, they're, they're all extremely, uh, important. Certainly, uh, with it being the 75th, I mean, it's, uh, it's a milestone for our organization, so certainly we uh, we want to win. There's no doubt. Uh, obviously, um, the Elks signed McLeod. So, yeah, I mean, we won't do the whole conference, but, um, yeah, that was our question to Chris Jones. Obviously, as head coach and GM, it's his job to win every season and every game. We get that, but John, John did actually ask the question in the herd chat here, you know, what's going to happen with Chris Jones if he does not perform well this season, mm -hmm. um, especially mm -hmm. up to his contract and up to the pride of the green and gold, what it means right. to this city. It's over the last three years <laughs> where we're running out of chances to bring glory back. Right. So Jones is a, what, what's that saying? Dead man hanging or something. Dead, dead, man, dead, walking. dead man walking. Dead man walking. Yeah. <laughs> right. So can this team survive another losing season? And really, Chris Jones, can he survive another losing season? I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, everybody's just calling for his neck right now. As it is, they have been for the past, you know, two years, really. And how long is his contract? Is it well, his, his contract, I want to say he has one more year after this season. So this right. is his third season he's going into. He signed a four-year contract. So, right. And remember, the problem with the four-year contract yes. is the fact that we are tied to it. So, yes. And, like, this is the part of the question that is, like, so fluid. Mm -hmm. The Edmonton Elks would be on the hook for his salary. We would be penalized in whatever mm -hmm. way if we go over the operations cap. Right. We just cleared some salaries off. 
We still, I don't know if we're 100% in the clear. I don't believe we are, but we may be. Um. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think it really depends because there's a, there's a difference between going, you know, 8-0 and o or 0-8, oh like just a completely losing season, no wins at home, mm-hmm. than having some wins and still losing the season. Yeah. Right? Like there's a big difference between just completely bombing the season and giving it a really good effort, seeing some really good games, seeing some wins, seeing an improvement from last year, but yet still losing the season. But, but right? this there's... this team is seeing low lows though. This yeah. is the thing. Last year we saw the lowest of lows. I think it might have been the lowest point of the organization in 74 yeah. years. If yes. the Edmonton Elks have another losing season, that's now considered the lowest point in 75. Right. Like that's that's and with selling the team, and you know, John asked in the herd chat here, but um, you know, who do you think is gonna buy the team? Who the, the team is obviously for sale. This is the other moving piece, and the I I can't speak, right? Yeah. I we we aren't we have nothing to do with the office of the Edmonton Elks. We don't know a single thing that happens behind the closed doors. We're media. So mm-hmm. we get the same information that everybody else yes. does. Um, but the sale price on this team, if the team loses, it ain't worth nothing. No. And it, the, the Elks aren't going to want to sell it with a massive loss on their heads unless it means that they're hemorrhaging money to the point no. where they need an investor to buy it. No, if they're going to sell, it's going to be this year. Well, yeah, it, no, so. it'd be after the season. Really? Not well, even for this season? How because are you going to sell this team right now? Who no, are you going to sell? That's, that's what I say. If they lose, I don't know. It's you can't just sell like a, a team in the middle of a season. No, but there's there's people that are looking to buy. Rick Lawlisher is staying on for the rest of the year to for see the rest through. Of the year. Yeah, he's saying he's staying on for 2024 to see through the sale. So it will be after the season. So this season you have to win in order to make it happen. <laughs> Ryan Messer in the chats, uh, in the herd chat. Spoiler alert: Redbird Capital buys them and adds them to the UFL, <laughs> and we'll imagine? have a CFL division. Can you imagine? Oh, that'd, be uh, the, <laughs> that'd be brutal. A well, failed XFL four. I think for myself, the best case scenario that I could see for somebody buying the team is uh, an alumni group or um like a group of yeah are you are you talking about the garrett jones group you're you're you think those guys uh i would say so because they have been there done that they understand the game they understand the fans they understand what needs to be done um but do they have but do they have the business knowledge and this is this is good that we're talking about it right now because garrett jones we we've been in contact in two weeks, yes. um, we will be having former NFL player and former Edmonton Eskimo, double Listen, E. Listen, I will donate $50 to the cause for them to buy this. <laughs> Here's my investment. <laughs> Call me part owner. I'm part owner. Well, you know what? Public shares has worked great for the Green yes. Bay Packers. Uh, yeah. I wish I was a Packers owner. Well, but wouldn't that be? Well, no, no, it's not community owned because that's public shares, owned. That is, that's yes. public owned. That's yes. right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, do, do shares. I don't know. Why wouldn't a, they just? Why a, wouldn't they get just get a business consultant for? <laughs> you know, that's true. but that's, true. that's that for me would be like a breath 
of fresh air. Or like John says here, Daryl caught Kate. buys the team, Kate buys the team and then sells them to Disney. I thought, yeah. Oh, that wouldn't be a really good, you know, no, we don't, at Disney. No, and we don't want that. We don't want yeah. that to happen. Um, each season ticket uh, should include partial ownership in the franchise. Who knows? I mean, maybe if you bought a season ticket and you pitch in an extra, you know. Yeah, you get some shares. $500 or something. No, then... it's it, you get some options. Yeah. You get some options if you purchase. And, you know, when the team makes it big and wins a Grey Cup, you get a little bit of a cut. Hey, it could be it could be an idea. I think there's <laughs> there's a lot, but I'm really interested. Garrick Jones is going to be joining the herd uh, on our next episode in two weeks. So, um, little programming change. Let's talk about that real quick right. before we hop on off. But um, Shotgun Sports Network, you guys have obviously heard us talking about that. That's where we air the Elks call. We're also over at Shotgun Sports now airing the Winnipeg Terminal alongside Off the Reins podcast. So we have three shows over there. Definitely swing on over. Shotgun Sports Network, please hook us up with a like and a subscribe. Um, we're still on a drive to 500. We're still going to give away a jersey when we hit 500. Mm-hmm. Just not getting there as fast as we thought. Uh, um, that's YouTube. YouTube, <laughs> YouTube, YouTube. Uh, so every two weeks, we're going to be doing our show. We will not be weekly in the off season. Mm-hmm. The reason for that, um, part of that is Shotgun Sports. Uh, that does take a little bit of uh, a little bit of our time, but more importantly. We want to be able to give you guys a good show. When we get a lot of information in two weeks in an off season, yeah. then that's great. When nothing's happening in the off season yeah. and we're trying to be here every week, um, it's hard. It's it, it, it's a little bit trickier, and uh, you know we we go pretty hard in when we're in season. So we'd like to take it a little bit easy in the off season. And uh, the Turf District, you know, they've been doing the every two week thing as well. So shout out to our friends. Over at the Turf District, Mike, Andrew, and Kayla. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we're going to be back in two weeks from now with Garrick Jones on the show. And we're going to talk about that ownership piece. We're going to talk about what him and Calvin McCarty. You maybe get a hold of Calvin McCarty, see if he wants to get on too. I don't know. Oh, yeah, maybe we'll reach out. Calvin, if you're listening, you know, give us a show. But, uh, hit us um, up. Hit us up. Oh, um, oh, big yeah. question, big question from big fan. Yes. How many drafts have you made? Up for the <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you it's, uh, smoked something <laughs> and smoked something and smoked something and maybe hot dogs. <laughs> that's, what was that's, it that we smoked recently? And we're like, this is perfect for tailgate. What is, what was it? I don't know. You smoke a lot of things. Yeah. Ribs. Well, no, it wasn't ribs. No, that'd be too hard. Either way, we will be finalizing <laughs> that, I want to say. That's going to be closer to March. Um, I got to pick out a meat menu. Hurdy's is going to be smoking <laughs> the meats for 2024. Um, we're also in cahoots with somebody for some sweet merchandise coming up. Um, top secret project. Um, I'll give you a hint. It's K and it's a G. There's only two letters that, can, that I can hint you with. It's a K and it's a G and it's going to be a huge deal at lot 44 (laughs) this season, 2024, the 75th 
double E season. That's exciting. Oh, it's going to be That's huge. Exciting. And the reason why we're doing this, it's going to be a super limited merch run. Um, it's going to be a series. It's going to be limited, though. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to have a d- different couple uh, items there mm-hmm. by a K and a G. And that's all I can tell you. The Elks have a new hat with the big double E logo on it. It looks like the vintage logo. I'll have to check it out, John. Um, please, if you have that picture, throw it our way over at the Elks. Obviously, we will always give you some uh, some credit. Or please tag us in it uh, on, yeah, on X. Cool. That works as well. So, um, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, we are out of time. We knew this was going to be a big one today. We knew it was an absolutely stacked show. And we knew we were going to have a blast with everybody today. So uh, big shout out to everybody that was a part of our season premiere today. Uh, Gino Lewis. What an awesome guy. We could have talked all night. Thank you so much, Gino, for joining the herd tonight. Uh, Big shout out to you, the viewer and the listener. Whether you're watching on Shotgun Sports Network or listening on Edmonton Sports Talk, TuneIn, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, a weird AM radio signal, no matter where. Thank you so <laughs> much for tuning in to Season 2 of The Elks Call. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scout, a.k.a. The Reference Section X. And I'm Catherine, a.k.a. To Even Elks. We are The Elks Herd. This was The Elks Call. and. We are out of here. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a good night. Cheers. Bye.